Welcome back to the Daily Devotion. My name is Kevin Hale. I'm the pastor of Christ Church Conway, a congregation of the Presbyterian Church in America here in Conway, Arkansas. The Daily Devotion is a time for us to be strengthened in our faith through the study of Scripture and theology. We're working our way through 1 Peter. We're coming to the end of this incredible letter. We're up to chapter 5. We're going to look at verses 6 and 7 today, which in, in these verses, Peter is continuing to help us understand what it means to live in the light of the gospel. He, he gives some imperatives teaching us how it is that we are to think about ourselves in light of all that he has laid out in this letter. So let me pray for us, and then I will offer, I'll read these two verses, 1 Peter 5, verses 6 and 7, and offer a few thoughts. Father, we thank you so much for your grace. We thank you that you are the one who sustains us in the midst of all of the, the chaos and craziness that we see. We thank you that you bear witness time and time again in your word, that you keep watch over us, that you are the one who by your strength keeps us. We pray that you would teach us this perspective, that we would learn more and more to trust you, to rest in Jesus Christ, to be led by your spirit. We ask this in Christ's most precious name. Amen. Peter writes in 1 Peter chapter 5, verses 6 and 7, Humble yourselves, therefore, under the mighty hand of God, so that at the proper time he may exalt you, casting all your anxieties on him because he cares for you. Here, Peter gives this imperative, and it's actually in the original Greek, it's a passive imperative, be humbled under the mighty hand of God. He, he's reminding us, he's teaching us how it is that we're to think about ourselves and our suffering, that, that we're to stop acting like we can take control of everything and humbly submit to God's will in our life. Again, the commentator Karen Jobes, and I can't recommend her commentator from the Baker Exegetical Commentary on the New Testament from that series, on her, her commentary on 1 Peter, I can't recommend it high enough. She says, The command to be humbled under God's mighty hand is a command to accept, though not to seek, difficult circumstances as a part of God's deliverance, neither railing against God, Why did this happen to me? What did I do to deserve this? nor raging against those causing the difficulty, but rather blessing those who insult and injure. And here she refers us back rightly to 1 Peter chapter 3, verse 9, where we read, Do not repay evil for evil or reviling for reviling, but on the contrary, bless. For to this you were called, that you may obtain a blessing. This reality of humility to which we are called, this reality that we are to to see ourselves as God's subjects and to accept what he gives us is indeed a difficult reality to grasp. It's very natural for us to want to try to take control of our circumstances and, and give all of this attention to getting this life set up the way we want it rather than simply trusting God and entrusting ourselves to him, entrusting our souls to the faithful creator while we continue to do good, as Peter encouraged us at the end of chapter 4. And so here he comes back around to this idea, reminding us, calling us to humble ourselves under God's mighty hand, so that at the proper time he may exalt you. See, the pattern that we have in Philippians 2 
of Christ's life is a pattern for our life as well. This is why Paul tells us to think and and have the mind that is ours in Christ Jesus. And then he gives this great hymn, who, though he was in the form of God, did not account equality with God a thing to be grasped, but made himself nothing, taking the form of a servant, being born in the likeness of men and being found in human form, he humbled himself by becoming obedient to the point of death, even death on a cross. Therefore, God has highly exalted him and bestowed on him the name that is above every name, so that at the name of Jesus every knee should bow in heaven and on earth and under the earth, and every tongue confess that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God the Father. See, just as Jesus' path to glory was through suffering, So our path to glory as those who are united to him by faith is through suffering. And so ours is not to try to take control of this life, but to humble ourselves, to be humbled under God's mighty hand, knowing that he will bring us through to the end, that he will exalt us, that he is the one who will bring us to glory, that that is not our work. So then Peter in verse 7 gives us this participial phrase helping us understand what it looks like to humble ourselves under God's mighty hand. And he says it this way, casting all your anxieties on him because he cares for you. How do we humble ourselves under the mighty hand of God? We give everything back to him. This word anxieties is is the idea of all the cares of this world. And so we look back and, and see where this word group is used. And it's concentrated in a few places. Of course, in the Sermon on the Mount and in the, the Sermon on the Plain, in Matthew and Luke, we see Jesus telling us not to be anxious about tomorrow, for tomorrow has enough trouble of its own. Sufficient for the day is its own troubles. He calls us to this reality of trusting God, recognizing that he knows what we need, that he's well aware. He calls us to look at the flowers of the field and and see with what beauty they are clothed and to be reminded that the same God who clothes them cares for us. Therefore, I tell you, do not be anxious about your life, what you will eat or what you will drink, nor about your body. What you will put on is not life more than food and the body more than clothing. He ends this section, of course, reminding us, but seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things will be added to you. Therefore, do not be anxious about tomorrow, for tomorrow will be anxious for itself. Sufficient for the day is its own trouble. Peter here is just building on, applying, helping us understand based on the teaching of Christ what it looks like to humble ourselves under God's mighty hand. We don't have to worry about tomorrow. We don't have to worry about what's next. We simply are called to trust God. Sufficient for the day is its own trouble. This word is also used in that parable of the sower and the soil that is the seed is choked out by the cares of this world. See, that's what happens when we get wrapped up in the cares of this world and, and trying to take control of this world and trying to, to rule ourselves and rule our life. When we get wrapped up in all the anxieties and cares of this world, what we forget is that that is not a buoy to our faith. 
but is a, a, a murderous influence on our faith. It absolutely kills it. Because it moves us from trusting God with our lives. It moves us from accepting what he gives to trying to figure it out on our own. To trying to secure ourselves. To trying to find hope in, in what we can do. To trying to, to prove that we are alive. It's anti-gospel to be concerned with our lives in this way. We see this same idea in the, New, or in the Old Testament in, in the book of Psalms, uh, Psalm 37, verses 5 and 6. We read, commit your way to the Lord, trust in him, and he will act. He will bring forth your righteousness as the light and your justice as the noonday. Again, in Psalm 55, that the ESV titles, cast your burden on the Lord. From verse 22, we read, cast your burden on the Lord and he will will sustain you. He will never permit the righteous to be moved. These are the ideas that Peter is driving at when he reminds us to be humbled under God's mighty hand, casting our anxieties on him. He is calling us to a place of trusting God with our lives, of giving everything to him, of calling out to him the king of all creation, that his kingdom might come, that his will might be done on earth as it is in heaven, that he would be the one to deliver us, that he would be the one to provide for us. This is the Christian life, a life of complete trust in God, giving everything back to him, knowing that his will will be done and that his will for those who are called according to his good purpose is ultimately for the good of his people. And so even when his will involves suffering in this life, we come back to the word of God and we're reminded that that suffering doesn't speak a truer word about us than the, word, than the, than the blood of Christ. Therefore, we can continue to trust him, continue entrusting ourselves to him, continue entrusting our souls to our faithful creator while doing good, even blessing those who would revile us. This is what it is to humble ourselves under his mighty hand. It is to accept in faith whatever it is that he brings to us not doubting his love for us, but resting in the finished work of Jesus Christ. May we learn to do that together. Amen.